Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. I started my business after someone gave me a Robert Kiyosaki book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. The book is about financial freedom actually. Your attention please. Please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue stream and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates and I will be your host and this is the show where we discuss all things private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I did it guys. I finally signed the lease here in Southern California for our new office building. It's pretty cool. I can't wait to share it with you guys. But while I was in there signing that lease, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So guys, today I have an interview with Colin Raja and I met him while I was in Las Vegas. It was just a chance meetup and it was cool. We were talking all kinds of Amazon private label business and I invited him to come on the podcast. He has a good level of success. So I wanted to have him share his story. So without further ado, guys, let's get into this interview. Hey guys, I am here with Colin. He is a 30-year-old private label seller from New York, originally from India, and he's been selling on Amazon for just over two years, and he's generating $110,000 per month in sales. The cool part, though, about all of this is that he's been doing this the whole time while having a corporate nine-to-five job, okay? That's just crazy to me. And of course, he's doing this with the help of his part-time, actually, no, I don't, I think it's a full-time partner here, right? His wife, Angie. Is that correct, Angie? Yep, absolutely. 100% full-time. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Manny. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here and sharing yeah. whatever I learned for these two years in Amazon. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to pick your brain, uh, pick the brain of Angie. So let me ask you guys, what's the hierarchy here? Who's the boss in this business? You mean, uh, oh, in the business. Okay. Well, uh, that would be Colin. Otherwise, Colin? That, that's, that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else, it's you. Okay. Awesome. So Angie, have you been doing this also for two years with Colin or did you come in after things got busy? Um, I started with Colin uh, when we first started the business two years ago. Um, we both had a full-time job uh, then. And then only about eight months ago, I left my corporate job as well to start full-time with the business. So okay. We're there from the beginning, but uh, only recently made the step to full-time. Okay. And Colin, did you leave your corporate job as well? Or are you still doing the nine to five? Not yet. I still have my computer next by. Working <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So you're doing, how many hours a day do you work when you combine everything? So we, okay, let me put this way. Every day we sleep like two to three o'clock actually in the night. We sleep like five hours every day. That's all. I mean, the rest of the time we work. Okay. Yeah. It's not a lot of hours. I mean, it, but it's enough, right? It's enough for you. It seems like. Yeah. Keep it's going. enough for me actually. Yeah. Cool. And um, Colin and I had this conversation when we actually met, we met in Las Vegas. We were at a private party at the Bellagio. I think that's where it was, right? The Bellagio? Yeah. That's Bellagio. Yeah. And Colin came up to me, he recognized me and we started talking and I was like, you know what? We got to get you on the show because you have a very interesting story. 
especially considering where you're at. You did seven. Fi- did you do seven figures last year, or are you on a pace to do seven figures this year? Um, we were we did a six figure last year, like eight hundred thousand. Okay, only only eight hundred thousand, huh? That's all part time. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> so, well, that's awesome. So, I wanted to get him on the show and then just kind of talk about because we haven't actually talked about all the details of how you got there and you know just basically everything. So, I'm gonna kind of back up here two years ago. How did you actually get started in Amazon? What made you decide to even get into it in the first place? Okay. So long story in short, I started my business after someone gave me a Robert Kiyosaki book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The book is about financial freedom, actually. And then the Robert Kiyosaki introduced the how to sell in online using the AMS community. Ah, that's interesting to me, right? Uh, but the AMS, it's when I dig into that, it's cost $5,000. Oh my gosh, no, 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 no way, Jose. I'm not going to do this one, actually. So I started digging into that and see how can I do this actually by myself. And then I picked up one product, which is called foldable water bottle. <laughs> and then what I did is right, I, I bought, a, I invested $50 first and bought 50 bottles and start selling the three or $15, something like that. And then I made some profit out of it. I reinvested same thing for three times to test it out the market and then see how it's working. Uh, I made like a thousand five hundred dollars profit actually out of it uh, within a three batch of it and say okay fine I'm interesting but I, this is not going to be home run for me I started with a two design with a different product my supplier screwed me up and then they sent me a different supply of thousand five hundred dollars inventory to me and then I started with a thousand five hundred inventory I start pushing it and then we made like a ten twenty sales a day with a profit of ten dollars profit per per sale yeah that's what that's all it's got started. Nice. So you started with a foldable bottle. What is a foldable bottle anyways? It's like a water bottle where you can fold it and then take it to your gym and then um, take it to anywhere where you can fold it up and then bring it back home. Actually, you don't so have to. It's like a, a vinyl, like a plastic yeah, bottle that just fills up like a yeah. balloon almost, right? It's like a balloon. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh. a, like a Capri Sun, if you think oh, about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, and then, so that was your first product ever? That was the first product. When I say, when I tell my wife that I'm going to do this, uh-huh. she, she, she bet me a million dollars. That it wouldn't work? She didn't think it would work? She say, I bet you a million dollars, you cannot sell anything. <laughs> it, was, it was reverse psychology. So. Yeah, you motivate him. He's oh, like, yeah, you know what? Good. I'm going to prove you wrong here. So that's awesome. So you were paying a dollar per unit. You were selling three for 15. So your actual manufacturing costs were three dollars per unit that you sold online, right? And then um, I imagine it costs almost nothing to ship over since they're they're very light and small, No, right? I got it in the United States actually, so I don't have a, that's, I got a free shipping actually. Okay, cool, so you, you actually did what a lot of people don't do. You actually found a manufacturer in the US and went from with that, is that right? Yeah, exactly, so yes. So where did right. you find, how'd you find your, because a lot of people say, well, how do I find manufacturers in the US? What did you do? I'm sorry, I couldn't remember what I have done actually initially. It's like a promotional product, what they what they advertised, right? They started, they have some other promotion there for a dollar. I, I got the deal actually. I told them that if I'm getting the next batch, give the same price actually. So I didn't put the label, nothing. What I did is I get the bottle alone. They give me the cover. I print out some cards on top of it, local printing, and then stick it on top actually by myself. So, so, so you're talking about an actual, like a business card? No, not a business card, as a fold, foldable card, actually. Fold okay, okay. Card. all right. So I stick it on top of it um, and then start sending it um, and then put the label inside, say that if you like it, give us a review, 
on a whole bunch of things in the small card inside. Okay, so an insert. You were putting the inserts in. So you were actually doing this yourself? You had all the products come to a warehouse or to your house or what did you no, do? It's like a 150 products or 200 products, right? That's what it is. I mean, we, myself and my wife did that one uh, by ourselves. Right there in your living room, right? Yeah, like right there in the living, living room. room. <laughs> there you go. That's how so many people start. Their house becomes a... I don't know. I've had my house become a nightmare. I'm like, oh my God, look at all these boxes. <laughs> You've probably been there, right? Yeah. The yeah. first we started with the merchant fulfillment. It's like too much. I have to go to my job. And then from there, the break, I have to go to the local post office to drop the ship out. Angie has to do that in the night, actually packing everything up. That's too much, actually. <laughs> yeah. So would you recommend people not go, just That's go straight to FBA? Straight go to Straight FBA. to FBA, absolutely. <laughs> That's probably, we're going to talk about you know, some of your early roadblocks and things you would have done differently, but I imagine that's on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So how many brands do you have currently? Um, currently, I have three brands with the two legal accounts in Amazon. Okay, so two legal accounts, three brands, so like two on one and, and then one brand on the other? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and then how many products in total would you say? How many SKUs? I have, I have uh, eight major SKUs, actually. Okay, all right, cool. And then do you still sell that water bottle? No, I dropped it, actually. <laughs> dropped it. Okay. Give, give us the reason. Why did you drop it? Well, because there's too much competition I see in the market. And also, we were, that's a too early, early, early decision for us, actually, what, I, what we done. Uh, I, sh- I should have sell it more. Um, but what I thought is, right, it's too many people there, too much reviews there. When I start learning the process in the, by the seller's broadcast and all those things, right, uh, no, I can do a better job in uh, the same effort what I'm putting down. I can do a better job in another product, actually. Okay. All right, cool. So, well, that's cool. So you and a lot of people want to create brands and then they put them all into one account. I would say probably nine out of 10 people do this. And I, I've done this with my account. You have a separate account now, a second account that you said legally, you've asked for Amazon's permission, right, to open exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, we, then, have, we create a separate uh, company, LLC. We ask for a second account. And what was the reason to get the second account for you guys? So, uh, this, this account, what we want to launch a new set of category, um, what we plan for. We don't want to put it in this one in case that if I want to sell this brand, actually, I don't, I, I should, I mean, I, I check it out in the market. I cannot sell one brand in one Amazon account. So I said, okay, fine. Let me have a separate account so I can build this one parallelly. So in case that if I'm ready to sell this one, actually, so I can, uh, I have another one where I can develop that one as well on top okay. of it. Got it. So you created the second account with a single brand in it in the hopes that that's going to be the one that you, you have an exit strategy that you actually sell. Is that right? Or do I have it backwards? Is it the first account yeah, the that back- you want to sell? Either one of it, actually. I'm Either not- one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, that's cool. So, were there any roadblocks at all in regards to getting oh, that second account? The, the getting the account initially, I don't know how to get that account. I I tried with Amazon. Just simply say that, hey, I want a separate account. Actually, they say, no, no, we're not going to provide you a second. <laughs> 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 we we said, uh, okay, uh, here's my LLC. This is my separate bank account. This is my uh, by my EN number. Uh, give me an account for a different category. We're not going to use any of the category what I'm selling it right now. Boom, in a, in a 30 minutes or 40 minutes, I got approval, actually. Okay, so they asked for your previous account or were you actually, you submitted the information from your main account, right? Yes, from the you main just, account. You just contacted them through seller support and just said, hey, this is what I want to do. And did you already have, 
I mean, at the time that you submitted this, did you already create your second account with the new information or had you not even started that process? No, Amazon? I have started the process actually. I just asked them for approval and then I started it actually. I don't want to screw up my current account, right? <laughs> okay. I think that's probably the preferred way of doing it. I know yeah. and have talked to people that have done it the other way as well, where they set up the second account and then very quickly they contact them and say, hey, this is, I want to do this. I already have an account and then they'll ask for the account and then it, it gets oh. put in. But yeah, you could put, I guess somebody could be very fast on the draw over there at Amazon and say, oh, you opened a second account, boom, and then <laughs> trigger something. I don't, wanna, I don't want to take a chance on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. So let's talk about, I think the majority of questions that people have are usually problems. They're like, oh gosh, you know, I'm doing this and I'm running into these issues. Let's talk about your early issues. Okay. Things that you ran into roadblocks that you encountered. I'm going to just kind of open it up instead of like asking you specific questions. Tell us, you know, the things that you ran into. Uh, the, the initial roadblock, what I have is, um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with Amazon. I mean, how to rank and then uh, what, uh, whether I need to be ranked or not, whether it's just like uh, putting the one product or two products, or uh, where, where I need to place my keywords, whether what title I need to place. Why? Because I have no background of whatsoever in the online selling. I never done anything selling in online before. Uh, so with that said, I got a, uh, by the God grace, I have, I have my wife who is an English major. <laughs> I, I, Okay, when I when I hear a podcast say that, okay, fine, I, I need to find the keywords to put it on. Okay, fine, I'll go and then put the put the keywords on and then give it to my wife. So, okay, frame the sentence out of it. I don't, I'm not good in that one, actually. So she will be able to find out and then put it on. And then the first thing what I come up with is the PPC. The PPC is the best thing what you can ever invest on, actually, for yourself. Uh, the the knowledge were, what PPC was given is too big. The, so the PPC is the first roadblock. We don't know what we're doing first, and then we try to get information and knowledge about too much. We're digging into the more on that one. And how they are interconnecting between the PPC, search term, title, description, they have no idea about it, all those things, actually, initially. So uh, these are the roadblocks, what we found out in terms of suppliers. We, and also the couple of product we try to introduce in the market. And then I end up in Amazon that it's not approved to sell the product in Amazon actually. Uh, and then uh, too much research and too much investigation, too much change in design are bigger roadblocks in my, in my path actually. Okay. So sponsored ads is what you were doing and you were using you're launching everything with automatic campaigns initially, or did you like spread out and start doing different types of campaigns right off the bat? So initially I started with auto campaign. I never did auto campaign more than five days. Uh, and then I could get the keywords and then start doing the manual one. Okay. So why not more than five days? Tell everybody why you do that. So why? Because um, I'm just trying to test it out whether Amazon recognize my search term, what I put it on upstairs. I'm actually sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. What I put it on in the search term and then uh, description and title, right? Uh, Amazon, whether algorithm able to recognize all the keyword actually for the particular category. If you don't put it in the right category with the right keyword, your, your, your automatic key, automatic, automatic uh, Amazon PPC will go wild and then go something broad or somewhere in a different keyword. If you're selling a water bottle, It'll show for the kitchen accessories or whatever, right? So it just to find out whether it's picking up the right keyword and also where where is your top keyword is to find out where is the top keyword. I run it for like a 40 bucks 
uh, for uh, five days actually, and then find all the top keywords for me. Uh, and then if that is if that doesn't find out, I will change my search terms again towards it. Okay, so forty dollars is that the total campaign, or is that forty dollars per day that you were testing? Uh, currently, I'm testing for forty dollars per day actually. Forty dollars per day for five days. So a two hundred dollar budget. Well, maybe you use it all. Maybe you don't. Right. I use it all. all, all. Oh, you do. You use it all. Yeah. Okay. So you're yeah. bidding. Are you bidding pretty high? Yeah, I bid. I bid pretty high actually. Okay. So you're using it to essentially to gather data. You're scraping. You're letting Amazon, you know, figure out what keywords you're actually what it sees you're relevant for, and then you're using those based off of the performance, and then creating manual campaigns out of it. Correct. Exactly. And also okay. for ranking and all other purpose, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you can do that. Right. That's cool. So now you mentioned categories a few times. You know, getting keywords to rank in specific categories. Have you had a scenario where you have a product and it's in one particular category and then Amazon changes you into another category, you request to be moved into another category and then it changes your sales because of the keywords? Okay, yeah, here's a scenario. The Amazon doesn't change. I wanna change actually, why? Because there is a trick in the in the community we're talking about. If you go into different category, you can get the new, 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 new release seller, new bestseller, things right actually so mm -hmm. i just want to find a similar um, product who's selling in a different category and then put it up uh, in my category as a my category and then try to rank that for the particular category what happened with that is right uh, uh it seems to be that's a wrong category for me whatever i ranked before it's failed actually for me so i gotta start from the scratch uh from the indexing check it out your tool the helium then and then whether check all the products are indexed or uh, all the keywords are indexed or not. From there, I have to begin with that one. So still I'm struggling with a particular product because I changed one time the category. Right. So you're saying you switch categories and you lost all your indexing once yes. you move to the new category. And you're using, yeah. you said Helium 10. So you're using 5K Checker to check your indexing? Yeah, the 5K Checker has helped me to get all the indexing actually. Okay. So you have a really good point though. And I've seen this used quite a bit where people will go in and you can find subcategories. So you get into your main category, which is fine, whatever that might be. But if you can find a subcategory that still fits your product, but there's less competition in that subcategory, mm -hmm. maybe you find something, we've seen it where we've actually done it, where we get into a particular subcategory where you only need, you know, four sales a day or five sales per day to become the best seller in that, that subcategory. Yeah. And then you get that badge, you get the best seller badge, right? Exactly. Uh, and then that's social proof. When people see bestseller, well, it must be awesome. It must be a good exactly. product if it's bestseller. Mm -hmm. So it's one little strategy that, that people can actually employ. You spend a little bit of time to go through, check out the subcategories of your main category, and then run a tool on it, okay, that can check, you know, potential monthly sales on it. Jungle mm -hmm. Scouts got a tool for that. Viral Launch has a tool for that. And mm -hmm. then you can jump around and figure out, you know, what your final destination, your final category, your subcategory is going to be. So that's, that's cool. Correct. Awesome. Okay. So PPC, sponsored ads, that was one of your initial roadblocks. You figured it out. You're still learning, it sounds like. Uh, have you gotten into AMS yet? The AMS? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. The, the, the PPC, in a, if six months, seven months back, I, I, I'm, I, I would say I mastered it. Uh, I give it to my employees. I don't even touch it right now. I have like a two employees right now for me. Um, they take care of all those things. They have a good skill set of it right now. They take care of it, everything with the PPC. I don't even go and then touch anything with the PPC. Right now, we're testing it out with the AMS marketing. Uh, that really, really works well for us right now, currently. Yeah, AMS seems to be the place right now. So, well, 
that's more of a technical thing that goes beyond the scope of this podcast. We don't want it all to be about PPC. <laughs> but so yeah. you mentioned a couple employees. Are these VAs? Is that what you have? No, um, it not VAs kind of VAs. They are full-time employees uh, back in India, actually, who, who I have, including my brother. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you have your brother and then one other person? Yeah, the, yeah, my brother and another person. I included uh, included two more people. They left. Uh, there are one of the people in. They usually send the the feedback emails and everything. Actually. Okay. So when you say you're doing this still with a nine to five job, you're doing it intelligently. You actually do have people that you've hired that are actually taking up some of the workload. Of course, that's what I learned from Robert Kiyosaki. Leverage yourself, actually. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I want to leverage myself uh, when the business needs you. That's not your business. That's your profession. That's yeah. in my golden words. So you're, but you're still putting in probably at least a full day. I mean, you're doing eight hours on Amazon anyways, right? Even with your regular job. I'm, I'm doing with the growing prospect, growth perspective. So if anything that where, where I come up with a formula or something, I can mm-hmm. give it to my team. They will take care of it. That's how Angie works as well. Is that Angie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're training your people, what's the best way? If somebody says, I have a VA, you know, they don't have family or relatives in India. So they go online, they find some people and they want to train them. What do you find is the best way to actually train them? Do you use okay. any kind of tools or anything? I, uh, the first thing is what I would do is, right, I, uh, I will give away what exactly what I know. I mean, that's how I do in my industry as well, my corporate job. I What I know exactly, I give it to others actually. So that if any times, if they come for any questions, so I would know out of my finger, right? So I can able to find out that awesome. So I will record myself what I'm doing. I will ask them to just repeat the same thing what I have done. Okay. All right. And you're recording it with what? What do you use? Uh, I use a recording like a uh, what is that? The the Mac one actually. The quick quick play. Okay. So so you're just using a built-in recorder. So you're not using yeah. any services or anything like that specific no, to. Okay. I just right. just record it and then send it to them and then I ask them for an understanding document. Once they give me understanding document, I will know that they understand it really well. So from there, we move forward actually. Okay. And in your nine to five job, do you work from home for that or do you go to an actual office? No, I have to go to the actual office. You go to the office. So Angie, you're at home essentially working the majority of the day on the business from, from home. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. In our home office. Okay. In the home office. So, and tell us a little bit about what you do that's separate from what Colin's doing? Um, well, Colin handles a lot of the hierarchical stuff and also um, the technical aspects. I mostly focus on the marketing side. I focus on um, customer service. I focus on um, creating new email structures. So it's a, um, my job is mostly maintaining, but also looking for new growth opportunities um, on the marketing side. And so I'm also um, trying to reach out to influencers and doing different daily tasks, um, putting out small fires along the way. So that's pretty much what, um, what my day consists of. Okay, awesome. In terms of the marketing side of things, you said you're reaching out to influencers, you're doing different things with email. Where do you feel is where you're going to be focusing on that potentially help grow the business for the remaining portion of this year? I think for us right now, um, considering the recent TOS changes with Amazon and um, getting reviews, our major focus right now is building a small community separately from Amazon. And so um, getting influencers on board to promote our brands, um, really honing in on our social media platforms and using the current followers that we have 
to either leave us a review or try our product or give us some feedback. That's pretty much where we're um, focusing on. I know the, the buzzword now is email lists. So, you know, that that's sort of where I see us um, pushing the next level of our marketing strategy. So sort of getting um, collecting emails, um, getting influencers on board to either try our product and maybe send us a video um, of them using the product. And so that's sort of um, sort of next level for us. Smart. So how do you collect the emails? What are you guys doing for that? Or what are if you're not doing what you plan on doing? Okay. Um, we doing a lot of stuff. That's why we spend we had to spend more time on the <laughs> on the computer. So we do a, a Facebook marketing and then uh, we currently planning for a click funnels informational products, uh, something like a books giveaway. And then uh, we we give away products like a um, like a Facebook. Um, what do we did? Facebook giveaway, something like a sh- like and share and then leave your email to win the products actually. Um, okay. And then we try with the, some uh, tripwire products um, and then going to the local local groups, test, ask the people if they like to be a beta testers. Mm, yeah, these are the things what we're trying right now after okay. the PSO change actually. So let's just say you're selling, you know, a three pack of candles. You would run some kind of a contest on Amazon. I'm sorry, yeah. on Facebook that would give the product away for free and you just have, yeah. they would d- had to enter their information. And is that what you're doing or? That's what I did before. I got like a 300 people, uh, like a thousand, 500 people liked it. 300 mm-hmm. people, we got comment about it. All those things currently, what we planning for is uh, we want to plan two things actually, either give them one expensive products or give multiple products of us actually. Okay. And so when you did this before and you got like through a contest, you got 300, 500 people. What does that cost you to get a list of that many people that are interested in your product? Yeah, uh, my Facebook costs always like a 0.7 cents, 5 cents to 7 cents, actually. So 5 cents to 7 cents. So it's yeah. like 0.05, 0.07 cents? Yeah. Dollars, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. CPM um, so- will be cost like $5, I guess, actually, for 1,000 impression, $5 to $6, actually, something like that. Okay. All right. So you're building up your list and then influencers. You said you're going after influencers. Do you primarily target YouTube or blogs or what do you go after? Um, currently, we're going after everything. <laughs> okay. I'll just throw out the big net, huh? All right. Yeah, there is something, some tool there we're planning to use. I forgot the name of the tool after a podcast and maybe I will put it up there okay. uh, called Crowdforce. You know, you heard about it? Crowdforce. It sounds familiar, but I don't use it. Okay, the crowdforce when you when you with a contract with some other group or something, right? When you're in the group where you can post it, when you schedule the post there, you'll automatically you can automatically find where your product has been. They are talking talking about your product or your brand actually. So you can schedule a project and then find where they are talking about it, and then the VA can go and then post their comments about about it there, or you can run the automated system there. Um, we haven't tested hundred percent, but that's what we want to do for that. We're doing everything manual first. Once we get the good handle of manual, we're going to do that one eventually. Okay. Excellent. And then for your products, I'm just going to ask a lot of people are curious, are you guys brand registered and, or brand gated? We are brand gated and then we are brand registered actually. Okay. So on all of your brands? 
not on the second product. We just register for it. Uh, see, we have some other hurdles with the hijackers and all those things uh, with the second uh, account. So yeah. we, is, we that from the, is that from the recent hijacking that affected hundreds of thousands of people or is it a whole separate thing? I think we were part of that wave. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah every, everybody got hit. I, we got hit, yeah. everybody. So anything yeah. that wasn't brand gated, I think, right? Just about. They're yeah. bold enough to say, you go and do what you got to do, actually. They say, I will complain to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So, well, that's cool. So you guys are doing brand registry for sure. And it looks like Amazon's rolling out brand registry 2.0. Have you guys looked into that at all? I, the brand registry 2.0? No. I no, got to yeah. check it out. It's, it's oh. brand new. By the time, I mean, the majority of people probably have not even heard of this, but Amazon's adjusting the way brand registry works. So okay, we'll, we'll, awesome. we'll be sure to do a podcast on that in the future. That's once awesome. we have a little bit more information. Yeah. So, well, this has been very cool. You guys have dropped a lot of information. Anything, Colin or Angie, that I haven't talked about that you guys want to talk about? I think we're good, actually. We can, you can, uh, we can talk about something that, uh, um, what, the common mistakes, what we, what we have done, actually. Uh, I would love to hear that. Want, yeah. What, yeah. what were some of those mistakes? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk and about that. Also, I would recommend uh, people, uh, what new people, what they have done something wrong, what we do it wrong, actually. Yeah. Tell uh, us. Put, put too many things in the list, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not outsourcing. My wife hates outsourcing. I give uh-huh. her all the time, please outsource it. You don't have to do this one, please. I want to sleep soon. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, okay, so outsourcing is key. Outsources. I mean, what do you, what do you guys outsource? Everything, as much as possible. If you I mean, can make a process out of it and a system, then you could outsource it. Outsource it. That's okay, it. So, you, so you give people access to your account, right? So that they can go in and do whatever it is that they have to do. Yeah, we give the limited access to them, actually, whatever they have to do. Okay, so let's say, just start listing off things that you're outsourcing. First, I started with my uh, feedback requests. Uh, second, I start with my email service, actually. Third, uh, the PPC. And then uh, fourth, when it's after, after you master all this sourcing and then all those things, find a person who can source the product for you. Fifth, Find an outsourcing person who can find the suppliers and everyone there in China or, or some other place, actually. Um, what else? Am I missing anything? Um, I think you mentioned customer service. We've outsourced. Um, I'm looking right now, working on outsourcing uh, product description writing. Um, I'm looking to outsource uh, reaching out to freelancers. Exactly. So- nice. So, that's so everything, you're, you're right. You are outsourcing everything, which is fantastic. So yeah, do try, you, to, try to have a kind of team or uh, put it up in a one place. Not like, I, I don't trust people so easy, actually, in terms of VAs and uh, who I don't have no idea about it. So I try to find someone close to my family circle, uh, try someone to be accountable there. Or, uh, that's what I try to find out. And also learning... Teaching your strategy, how to rank, and then uh, how to put the product in place, and then how to organize things. Yeah, and then best thing is organize your thing properly, all the folders, and especially the PPC. Download the PPC every week so that you will be able to find out what what you have done last year. I have a one years of data, so if anything goes wrong, I can go back where where I where I was last actually in PPC. Okay, great. No, I love the idea of outsourcing. I don't know if we've talked about this much. I know in the group we talked about it, but we've gotten to a point where myself and Guillermo 
and my brother just can't handle all the projects that we have. And I think you and I, Colin, talked about this a little bit when we were at the at Bellagio. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like outsourcing as much as we can, but it becomes, for us at least, it's because we have so many things going, it becomes a mess. So we're trying to bring it all in-house to mm-hmm. like an office to where everybody's there and I could just literally walk over and say, do this, do this, do this here, point at the screen, move this here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we still have a lot of people overseas that will be on our team. So I agree. If you can get people to write everything and to yeah. do the keyword research. Well, let me ask you this, because you mentioned product research, okay? So you have a video that shows how to do product research. They try to find products. Let's just say that they find stuff. How, how do you determine when to actually launch stuff? How many new products are you planning on coming out? And when is the right time to pull the trigger on it? Okay, we have like a, a hundred lists in our, in our Excel. Every month we create a list and then we, that's, that's where we learned too much research actually. We're going to stop too much research actually, right? So one is better than this, one is better than this, that one is better, this one is better. When you go into the research, right, you know it. You're going to go into deep, into deep. And oh, okay, that's like, I like this. Oh, I like this one actually. So we are... Uh, so I, I I stick to my rules, say that I go into my keywords, actually, right? So I go and then find my automatic keywords, right? That's also another way where I can source another product, actually related products towards my brand. So uh, let's say the water bottle, right? They will say water bottle holder, or uh, I say that uh, the hooks required for campaign or whatever, that's that can go with the campaign uh, campaign niche as well, right? So those are the way that I, I will find the keywords, I'll find the keywords and also source it for my next product. And also I will be able to find the similar product which sells under my, uh, the category actually, under my product. It's a similar products, uh, sponsored products, similar, uh similar products and also add-on products what is added on into my uh inc- i mean com- combination of products right those are the products you definitely go with that one for no brainer on that and then i list it out and then see how this reviews are for the particular niche and then if that's wide open i will go in actually okay nice and do you do bundles or is it always single products I always do single product. I don't, yeah. That's the first bundle what I have done with the three products, actually. <laughs> and all your products are, uh, do you focus on making the presentation of the package that comes in the box high end or do you not feel so, that's important? No, the first one is the plain black, uh, just a very high high version of our product name. And then a, that's the packaging whenever we're putting a new product, actually. So once we garden uh, with a small number, after that, we will go for the branding package. So all these things are branding and all my Angie will take care of it actually. She's good in that. Okay. So you start off pretty simple, make it fast, easy, cheap. And then if it, you see that the product's taken off, then you go in and redo the packaging and make it look just that's, stellar. That's what I did, did before, but I'm changing my strategy towards going into, if I know that product really well, I'm going to go 100% in it actually. Right in the, from the beginning. Okay, okay. all right, cool. And then you did $800,000 last year in sales approximately. What's your, do you guys have a goal for 2017? 2017, um, we want to reach, maximize whatever I can do with this brand. Uh, and then uh, we want to be, we want to investing towards the, we have a lot of tech, tech startup plans and all those things. Uh, and also I'm, I'm getting into the Facebook marketing. I'm, I'm getting better in that one right now. So I, Currently, my goal is for this 190 days is to leverage whatever I can maximum comes to rank existing products, um, whatever I can maximum actually to bring out a maximum sale out of it. That's I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. So, so, I, so financially, any number that you guys are shooting for? Definitely want to be $200,000. 
by by two, in 2017. So by the end of the year, $200,000 per month? Per month, actually. Got it. Okay. All right. So that's good growth. That's doubling where you're at right now. Yeah. So approximately. So that's pretty cool. Let's talk about one more thing that you see sellers or new sellers like making mistakes on. If you can, what would be one of the first things that comes to mind? Okay. Just give I'm us gonna, one. Uh, one is master one thing before before making a next move. Okay. Get give, give, give us a little Amazon. little yeah, yeah a little background get, on that. Okay. The the thing is right. Uh, I started with Amazon and then uh, I started doing good. Once I get started, right, oh yeah, the Facebook has a better advantage. I, actually, I'll go for that one. Actually, I'll go and then market my product there. And then once I go there, I are literally dropping what is my skill set I can get master at actually. Learn it, master it, and st- study and master it, right? I, I didn't go through the process. It's going to take like a hundred days to, you know, learn it and then uh, another hundred days to master it, right? So I'm now going through that process actually. So once I master it, it's not with the one product. I'm going, I have to do master with the multiple products actually. So uh, instead of it, what, what my brain thinks, okay, fine, I have a Facebook. I can, I can go and then get people from there. That's another animal actually. You have to go from the scratch again. You have to find what you need to do from the bottom, right? So that's what I don't, uh, that's what I would recommend. That's what I did. I don't want anyone to do that. Why? Because Amazon has a super growth in it. There are a lot of opportunities in, in Amazon where you can scale up really fast, um, even in the launching a product, in a product base and also informational product based uh, business actually. That's what I would recommend. You have anything? Okay, so, so essentially shiny object syndrome, right? Where essentially people are like, ooh, okay, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and then yeah. eventually you have 20 things in a day and nothing gets done. That's, so. that's where I was actually. Last week I posted in a, in, a, in a thing, how you manage your time actually, why? Because I was like in the point that, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do Facebook. I have to do Instagram. I have to do Amazon. I have to rank the product. I have to source the product. Uh, I need to find the existing PPC, enhance my EMS actually. So all those things together in my mind, I haven't done nothing actually on the one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that happens to everybody, right? You end up doing 20, well, the problem is you get distracted and then it takes, yeah. you know, 10, 15 minutes to get back into that zone. I hate that. That's why I try to, Turn exactly. everything off while I'm, while I'm focusing. Plus, if you're outsourcing, that's going to help. Speaking of outsourcing, you said you have your employees in India right now. Have you ever hired anybody from the Philippines? I never hired anyone. But I, as I told you, I don't want to give someone uh, who I have no idea about, actually, as okay. my control, actually. If I, if I know someone here, yes, of course, I'm, I see him here. I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, without knowing them, I, I kind of having a, what if, if they do something wrong with, the with, the with Amazon account, right? Actually. So the one day it will screw up everything. One, one email. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad about, uh, I feel really wrong to do that one actually. Right. Okay. I was, yeah, I was going to ask if you had, cause I, I know tons of people that have workers, VAs specifically in the Philippines, not very many people from India. I have a, I had an office in India for for mobile programming and stuff. So I've dealt with both. So I was going to get your perspective on it, but you haven't done that. So let's pivot here. Let's talk about cash flow. You're expanding. You want to double your revenues. Do you see yourself running into any cash flow issues where you just can't grow as fast as you want to because of you know the money required to buy inventory? We never had such issues, actually. Oh, you're lucky. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so, so far, so good. Let me put yeah. it. Yeah, so far, so far, so good, actually. Do you, do you do most of your shipping by sea or is it by air? Right now, currently, we're doing by air. By air, okay. Are you planning on going? 
yeah, I see. We are, we are in the process of doing that. Okay. Yeah. And that might be where you, where cash flow becomes a little bit more of an issue because it takes so long to get stuff. And by the time the boat is shipped out, you need to have your factory already producing the rest of it. That's assuming you're getting your stuff overseas. If you're getting in the US, mm-hmm. obviously that's a, a whole different story. Yeah. So. That's the, awesome. yeah, we were, we were getting there actually. So yeah, those things, whatever negativity would I have, uh, my wife covers off actually. She don't do hundred things actually. She focus on one thing, that's all. She always yeah. yell at me doing one thing, but I cannot do the one, you know? We get <laughs> well, a lot of information actually. <laughs> all right, so, so let me, I'm gonna close on one last question here. You guys are a husband wife team. Sounds like you guys have it all figured out. You're doing things very intelligently. You're outsourcing. My girlfriend is just now getting into Amazon. She's sourced her first product. She's negotiated there. She's actually in production at this point. Give me some advice because I've never worked in the same business with my partner. I, I guess you could say, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> how, do I, how do I keep a happy, a happy life knowing that we're going to be working together on a lot of stuff now? Uh, I, I'll let Angie <laughs> talk about it. I, I think uh, the man and man version is never going to work actually. Let her, let her talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I can't say it. It's easy, but it's it's definitely fun. Um, yeah. You get to see a different side of, of your partner, and it helps if you're in sync. It helps if there's boundaries in which each person gets to work on something um, that, you know, is important to them, and they only focus on that. Um, you know, and you just have to make sure um, that as you, you, you opened the podcast with saying, what is a hierarchy? And I think, you know, regardless of whatever your opinions are, that's very important because um, knowing if it's a partnership, if it's an employer-employee relationship, because when it comes down to it, it's a business and, and both of your livelihoods are at stake. And so having that as a groundwork and foundation is good. Um, having uh, separate um, things to work on is also good and also balancing the personal with Mm -hmm. the professional is very important so you know we would occasionally take a break if we're both working at home and go to starbucks for you know coffee um go out to lunch you take a walk just to recollect so that we could come back and uh be successful at what we do. Yeah, she's yeah. hiding a lot of stuff, actually. <laughs> Let me know. That's, a, that's a probably... The uh, fact that's, that I don't want him to work at home anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's so, that's probably a whole podcast, like the whole relationship dynamic between, yeah. you know, a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be when you work to... Because you're not only then living together, exactly. but you're working together. There's no separation, no break, and it can become... Uh, I, I imagine if you don't have things dialed in it could be like oh my gosh you know i don't have time to miss you it's like ah you know so (laughs) but i guess do you you guys write off all your lunches and dinners and everything as business expenses since i'm sure you always talk business yeah that's what it is that's what i was about to say it doesn't matter what angie angie take ankle i will go back to the business again actually oh i can do this one (laughs) yeah nothing i i get it we're doing that now we're like on a vacation or we you know and she'll be like hey you know what what do you think about and i'm like I can't believe you're bringing up work. That's so funny. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I love the mindset, guys. I I think you guys are an awesome couple. When I met you guys, it was fantastic. You know, and I hope you guys reach out to me when you hit that 200K a month. I want to hear, you know, what has changed. There's so much changing right now with Amazon. Everything from, you know, the the indexing of keywords is going crazy right now. People are talking about it. We are are working on actually. We got the hit actually on that for sure. 
Yeah, so everybody's gonna hit. We're trying to figure out exactly what it is. We have some ideas, so we'll be talking about that. But I wanna hear your story as you progress. And I hope that, yeah, that you come on and, and share with everybody. Definitely, Thanks so much. for sure. Thanks for having us. Well, it's Yeah, um, if people wanna reach out to you, I know you're in our Facebook group. What's the best way of doing so? Um, they can reach out to Colin Raja. Um, I think I'm open, actually. <laughs> you can uh, On Facebook? Yeah, in the Facebook, actually. Okay, cool. And then, I'll, guys, I'll tag Colin in the group when we post the podcast. And if you guys have any questions, because we're, uh, I guess, going on an hour here on this call, we could oh. probably go another hour. Wow. It's, it's uh, this is yeah, I know. I told you, I go. I like to keep them at like 20, 25 minutes. We're double that, so that's that shows you hey, that this was a that. very interesting, yeah, yeah interesting <laughs> conversation. Yeah. So perfect, guys. Well, thank you again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk very soon. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.